Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. I am excited you're here today because today we're talking about four common fitness mistakes that people make in, in the new year and how to avoid them. And I really do want you all to listen to this episode and avoid these things because a lot of this stuff is going to seem counterintuitive, but hopefully I'll explain it in a way that really makes sense. And I do think that if you avoid these things, you will ultimately have so much more success in the long term. And I want you all to feel successful in your workout routines, feel like they're driving results for you, feel like they you can sustain them in your life with less effort. So let's talk through them. And I wanted to create this podcast that maybe you can come back to if you're feeling unmotivated or if you're feeling like you're not doing enough in your workouts or if you are getting discouraged that the results aren't coming fast enough. Please come back to this podcast and listen to it again and again if you need to. All right, so mistake number one, getting right into it. The first thing I see people do is they'll create a plan or start a program that's way too aggressive and they'll just burn themselves out or get injured. And I want to talk about this for a while because I used to be this, this person that, that started the new year out like really strong. Like I'm going to do all these things that I hate doing, but like, I'm going to stick to it. And somehow I'll like magically become a different person in the new year that like (laughs) enjoys doing these things and it'll become a part of my life and it just doesn't work. So the biggest thing I see people do is they'll go from no workouts or really infrequent workouts to working out every day at max intensity, even if it's like short workouts, like they're like, Oh, it's only 20 minutes. Yeah. But that 20 minutes is max intensity when you're going from doing nothing. So not, not only is it not safe to, to do that on your body, you'll probably get injured or it's likely to get injured, but you'll mentally burn yourself out and you're not going to want to come back to that routine. Your body will eventually reject that type of really quick, really aggressive routine and it just doesn't work. And whether you burn yourself out mentally or physically, it won't give you the desired changes that you actually want. So I have good and bad news for you. The bad news is that nothing is going to be a quick fix when it comes to improving your fitness, improving your joint health, and improving your body composition. And we all want all three of those things, right? Or not all of us, but many of us want those three things. We want improved fitness, we want improved body composition, but we don't want to hurt. So if those three, if those are the three things you want, it does not happen quickly. Your body just does not respond well to really severe changes. It responds in excellent ways to slow progress progressions. So the good news is, is that you can stop killing yourself in your workouts and doing workouts that you hate and that you dread just because you think that's what you need to work. That is not true. That is a total myth. Gentle consistency is so much more effective than intense inconsistency. Gentle consistency works, I'm telling you. The intense daily exercise program sounds appealing because you you think that you'll get results faster, like the harder you work and the more intense you work. And I'm going to talk about that in detail here in a moment and why that actually doesn't work. But I think that a lot of us come off the holidays and, you know, maybe we've enjoyed all the foods and enjoyed all the alcohols and we're feeling like we need to punish ourselves. And we're feeling like the only way to do that is to start something really, really intense. Um, and I, I love that people get excited this type of time of year. I love that they get re-inspired this time of year. I think you can take advantage of that without setting yourself up 
for failure, basically. Um, and you all know that this like ramping up intensity at the beginning of the year and, and <laughs> doing something that you something so drastically different than what you've been doing probably doesn't work because odds are you've tried it in the past and you haven't been able to stick to it. So this year is going to be no different, right? And I would say I would much rather you underwork than overwork. I would much rather you, you heard me right. I would much, much rather you underwork than overwork. And your brain wants to immediately reject that idea because we want results ASAP and we are conditioned in fitness culture in career culture, even in school, that the harder we work, the greater the odds are in our favor. But I want to argue that your body does not work that way, at least not for a sustained period of time. Because here's why underworking is more effective than overworking. So here's how this works. If you're underworking, you go from nothing or maybe infrequent exercise to showing up you know, with a routine that feels slightly harder than what you were doing, but not so hard that you dread it. And you show up for that for a few weeks and you start to build confidence that you can show up for yourself at all, right? Because you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like this actually kind of feels good. And you start to show up for yourself more and more consistently. And that will give you proof that maybe you can add a little bit more. And so maybe you add a tiny bit more incrementally and that motivates you to go a little longer sessions or lift a little heavier. And you notice after, you know, a month or so of staying consistent that you're getting a little stronger. And then that's when the magic happens because you're like, it almost like becomes addictive because you're starting to see the progress and like attracts like an object in motion stays in motion, however you want to say it, but it's true. The more you stay consistent, the more you want to stay consistent. And before you know it, fitness will feel like a seamless part of your routine that you actually look forward to. And you can slowly add a little bit more intensity or maybe another workout, but you get to the point where you're actually consistent and you know that you can sustain this for a long period of time because you're not burning yourself out mentally. You're not just getting injured. Your body doesn't hurt all the time. You actually feel good. And yes, it's possible to exercise and actually feel good and not hurt all over. We get the comment from our members all the time that this is the first program that they've ever actually looked forward to. And I think it's because, well, for a few reasons, but I think one of the reasons is because we allow you to show up however you're showing up that day. And we always say in classes, like give what you can today and that's enough. And when you start to build that rapport with yourself and know that you aren't going to show up to your workouts and just shame, 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 shame all over yourself for not giving 110%, that is a workout that you'll want to go back to because your body is wired. Your brain is wired to avoid shame. So if your workouts just become a shame show because you can't you know, keep up with the instructor and you can't give 110% every single second of every single class, you're just going to say, screw it and quit. But when you can feel little bits of success, even if it's just rolling out your mat and the teacher is giving you permission to do what you can that day. And you, you know, maybe you do the warm up and you do one set and then you're like, I'm cooked. I'm going to skip to the cool down. When you start to do those things every single time, you start to build rapport with yourself. You start to associate positive, feel-good feelings with that routine. And before you know it, you actually crave your workouts. But the opposite happens if we think our workouts need to be like all out, 110%, or why bother? Because 
We're wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So eventually we stop showing up to a routine that is just miserable and overworks us. Underworking wins. And really, I like to I like to call it gentle consistency. Gentle consistency wins. If you are gentle and consistent with yourself, you will be different this time next year. It is unavoidable. If you show up week after week and you give what you can and you start to enjoy your workouts and it starts to feel good and you start to notice you're getting stronger, you will have no choice but to be different this time next year. So underworking for the win. And the fitness industry is riddled with, you know, fitness trainers and fitness influencers encouraging you to give 110% or go home. But I'm here to tell you that that does not work for consistency because we are humans. And in fact, I've really adopted the um, underworking or gentle consistency into other areas of my life as well, including work. So I... I am very honest with myself when I'm, when I'm creating my calendar each week about, I think about my future self and I think like, okay, I'm filming, you know, I'm teaching and then I'm filming this thing for the membership and I'm writing this podcast and I'm doing, and I'm recording the podcast at three o'clock. I'm going to be beat. I know I'm going to be tired. Yes. I could put more on my calendar, but I'm probably not going to want to do it. So maybe I, you know, take the rest of that afternoon off and I, I could quote unquote underwork that could be considered underworking, but the beauty is, is that you have a podcast every week, don't you? (laughs) There is a, I have not missed a week of podcasting because I apply this gentle consistency into all areas of my life, not just exercise. So it works everywhere, but exercise, I think it is obviously, um, particularly applicable because you're going to have days where you are feeling yourself and giving 110% feels amazing. It feels easy. It's something you want to do. And those are the days you take advantage of that. And you do give 110% in your workouts. Amazing. But then there are days where even giving 50% is hard, feels hard. But if you show up and you give 50% or maybe 49% on those days, that's better than zero. And we have to get over that giving 50% isn't quote unquote good enough and won't quote unquote do anything or move us towards our results. We have to give that up because I would much rather you show up four days a week, every single week and give 50% than show up for three weeks in the beginning of January and give 110% in every single, every single day of those three weeks and then just give up and do nothing for the rest of the year. The person that gave 50% four days a week for the entire year, we'll have a few things that the person who you know gave up after three weeks won't have. So number one, they will have more muscle mass because muscle mass takes time to develop. And the person who gave 110% for three weeks probably, well, I, I'm confident that they will not have much more muscle mass because much muscle mass takes around eight weeks or longer to develop. And that person that gave 110% for three weeks straight and then gave up probably won't feel very good in their body. They'll probably have some overuse injuries. Their joints will probably hurt. They'll probably be, you know, super sore and tight. So that's a big difference. Number two, the person who is showing up 50% four days a week will probably have a faster metabolism because of the greater muscle mass. They'll probably have better insulin sensitivity, so they'll be able to more easily shuttle the food that they're eating towards their muscles instead of storing it as fat. Number three, 
They'll have a consistent fitness routine. They'll have trust in themselves that they can show up consistently and they'll be able to know what to do. And then number four, they'll have a relationship with their body and exercise that feels healthy, feels sustainable, that makes room for humanisms and things in your life that come up and happen and a routine that actually feels good rather than just like riddled with shame. Because let's be honest, a fitness program won't significantly change the way your body looks within one month. Please do not listen to the marketing that you see. They are trying to sell you on your vulnerabilities. If you are seeing before and after pictures where individuals are, you know, are seeing drastic changes within a short amount of time, I can guarantee that those drastic changes are probably happening because that person is severely restricting calories, not because of their workout program. And severely restricting calories, I I try not to give nutrition advice, but I can say that severely restricting calories is not recommended healthy or sustainable. So just because that person is seeing really fast results, it might not be related to that exercise program. In fact, I can guarantee it's probably mostly due to how they're eating rather than how they're working out or what they're burning off. But the marketing makes it seem like it has to do with the exercise program. So please do not fall into that trap. A month may not change your body significantly, but a year absolutely can. Let yourself (laughs) half-ass. When you give yourself permission to show up at C plus on some days, some days you show up with A plus, but most of the time, you know, maybe it's a B. You move forward so much more because yes, It's important what you're doing within your workouts, right? I'm not just saying go do anything. What what your workouts look like specifically is going to drive results for you either, either one way or the other. And we've talked about those things at length in this podcast. So go back to old episodes if you need to. But for the most part, especially in the beginning, the the most important part is proving to yourself that you can be consistent. Okay. So I spent a little longer on this than I had planned on, but I do think that it's a really important concept to drill in your head that just ramping up intensity without easing into it is just not going to work long-term. Okay. So where does the rubber meet the road on this? I recommend setting goals for sure, but I recommend setting quarterly goals, like three months at a time rather than monthly goals, because you're going to see so much more progress in your body by quarter than by month because muscle hypertrophy and muscle growth takes usually longer than a month. So, and I recommend making your goals really specific and more related to the strength increases than that you'll see rather than like looking at the scale. So an example would be, I let's say you bicep curl 10 pounds right now. I will bicep curl 15 pounds by April 1st, 10 times. I will be able to bicep curl 15 pound dumbbells in both hands, 10 times by April 1st or whatever you want to make it be. And you can set multiple goals for different body parts, but I do recommend focusing more on strength because if you are able to lift heavier, you are gaining muscle. So that is, that is a great thing to do. And I recommend setting quarterly goals versus monthly goals for a few reasons. After a month of consistent training, you will feel stronger if you're giving your body enough recovery. If you're not giving your body enough recovery, you'll actually feel sore and weaker. So that's an important thing. And I did a podcast on how to know you're recovering. I will link that in the show notes. But you most likely won't see a big difference in how your body physically looks after one month versus after a quarter, 
that's when you start to see muscle hypertrophy. Now, you won't be the incredible Hulk after a quarter necessarily um, because you're in this for the long haul, right? Which means you're really slowly progressing and we're not in a rush to add a bunch of muscle all at once. We are not in a rush. That's how you get injured. And you want to be able to stay strong and fit your entire life. So you will start to see more muscle development after the first quarter. And I'm telling you that it doesn't need to be drastic. A little bit is enough. If you just notice like, oh, you know, my arm is a little bit um, like more muscular than it was when I started. Amazing. It's, again, it's not going to be a night and day difference. We don't want it to be a night and day difference because you're in this for the long haul. So look for those small changes by quarter rather than by month. All right. So that is mistake number one. Pretty long-winded. The next ones will be a little bit shorter. Um, mistake number two looking for workouts that feel like you're working really hard, but aren't specifically targeting and loading muscles. So have you ever done a workout where you're like, I am exhausted. My I don't know like what is tired really. I'm just like all over tired. That's not what we're looking for because the problem is, is that if that happens, you're working hard without great payoff. It's like you're putting your efforts towards the wrong thing and just wasting energy. So first I'll say that I do recommend hypertrophy or muscle growth as a goal for almost everyone. Since we lose muscle as we age, we want to start to maintain and hopefully gain more muscle. And muscle is great for your metabolic health. It's great for your joint health. It's great for bone health. Um, you know, as we're gaining muscle, we're also improving bone density, which is very important, but muscle, I mean, let's be honest, can also improve body composition because it improves your metabolism. More muscle means your body has to work harder at rest, which means you burn more calories throughout the day. And it also improves insulin sensitivity. So, and I alluded to this earlier. So what you, what you eat gets used by your muscles and organs instead of getting shuttled to fat. So really gaining muscle is one of the best tools you can do for your physical health. So if muscle hypertrophy is the goal, we want our workouts to be chipping away towards that goal and not, we don't want our efforts to be on the wrong things. And if you are doing workouts where you're just fatiguing your body without really understanding and targeting specifically specific muscles, hypertrophy is not going to happen as ideally because if you are overall fatigued, muscle activation declines in your body. This means that your system may not be recovered for your workout tomorrow and you won't be able to resist load as effectively and you'll actually be more vulnerable to injury. So if you're just overall tired after your workouts, that's not what we're looking for. The more specific your workout the more specific your results. So if you want your results to be muscle hypertrophy, your muscle definition, while still keeping your joints feeling good and youthful, which is what we all want, right? You want to load your muscles really specifically and target one area at a time if you can. So again, I talk about this at length in my podcast. Look at at, you can go to the five uh, basics that most people don't follow. I'll link that in the show notes as well. We talk a little bit about exercise selection and how important that is for loading your muscles. Um, but for now, I would just say, don't worry about how fatigued or quote unquote dead you feel after your workout. That isn't necessary for results. And in fact, if that's what all of your workouts are looking like, it can actually hold you back since it may affect how you show up in your workout tomorrow. 
So on that same note, many people want their workouts to burn calories. And this is another thing that I think can be distracting from the overall goal and is not as important or as effective as we've been led to believe. I think we get confused about what exercise is and what exercise isn't. Exercise is to improve the physical capabilities of your body, right? If we are constantly feeling depleted, if we are constantly having joint pain, if we are constantly feeling sore, if we are constantly feeling fatigued and moody, that exercise program is not improving your physical capabilities of your body. If we want to optimize the physical capabilities of our body, we have to have the right information about what exercise doesn't do. So exercise does burn calories, yes, and it does use energy. We have to use something in order to move our bodies, right? However, it doesn't significantly increase our caloric deficit because of something called the constrained total energy expenditure model. And I've talked about this model at length. I talk about it all the time, partly because I think that this is a a myth in the fitness industry that I really need to do a lot of work on because so many of us deeply believe that exercise burns calories and increases our deficit. And it it really doesn't. Um, But basically this constrained total energy expenditure model says that just adding more and more and more activity isn't going to increase our overall calorie deficit significantly. Because your body, what happens is when you do a bunch of activity and exercise, your body will actually compensate by downregulating other systems to keep you within a relatively narrow window of energy expenditure. So what happens is your body senses, your body always wants to kind of keep you within this band of energy expenditure, and it doesn't really like to go higher than that. Um, Because who knows why evolutionarily we, our bodies are trying to keep us safe. They're trying to keep us from overextending ourselves so that we don't, um, so that our organs can stay functioning really well. Um, so just trying to burn and burn and burn and burn actually does not increase our deficit as much as we think it does. In fact, I think tracking calories burned can, can sometimes backfire on people because they think that they've burned quote unquote extra calories and can consume those extra calories in food when really they haven't increased their deficit significantly, if at all. And so they're just over consuming. So All that to say is that exercise alone is not an effective tool for weight loss. Trying to burn calories to me is the wrong metric. It's taking your eye off the ball. It's focusing on the wrong things. It's focusing your energy on the wrong things. So exercise is a tool to improve our physical capabilities, but it's not to increase our deficit and just burn off what we ate. In fact, I think using exercise as a tool for food punishment totally bastardizes the relationship we have with exercise and makes it feel like punishment. So don't worry about sweating. Don't worry about how tired you are after your workouts. Don't worry about your calories. All those things are what we've been trained to look for that indicate we have done quote unquote enough in our workouts. And I think these beliefs are really wired deeply in our brains. And that's why people have such a hard time coming to Evla with the mindset of I've done enough. Well, it's because we're wired and and conditioned to believe that our workouts have to drain us. Our workouts have to be sweaty. Our workouts have to be, have to really make us tired. Our workouts have to burn a lot of calories when really all of those things aren't as important as we've been led to believe. 
because all that matters if we want hypertrophy is fatiguing muscles. So target your glutes and get close to failure in your glutes. A lot of times your heart rate will come up and you might burn more calories and you might, you know, sweat a little bit. But if we don't sweat, if we don't burn a lot of calories, then don't worry about it. And do the same thing with your abs. Target your abs, target your biceps, etc. Do this across your entire body. And if you get close to failure in your sets, that is enough. And if you're an Evelyn member, I'm constantly co- coaching you through this so you don't have to worry about it. But um, I just think it's important to keep your eye on the right thing and to measure the right thing, which is should be muscle fatigue, getting close to failure in your muscles. Don't worry about anything else. All right. Mistake number three. I think a lot of people want their workouts to do the wrong things like tone them or burn fat. So when people say they want to tone up a little bit, what this really means is they want to lose a little fat and gain a little muscle. So really it's the same focus that I talked about earlier, um, hypertrophy for the muscles and nutrition for fat loss. It's really as simple as that. Um, and then when it comes to burning fat, Yes, some low heart rate workouts use fat as their fuel source, but it's really not significant. So if fat loss is your goal, you have to be focused way, way more on what you're eating than how you're working out. One of the biggest mistakes people make in the new year is they drastically change their diets and they drastically change their fitness routine. And (laughs) I'm actually going to not recommend that. I know this sounds crazy since I own a fitness membership, but I cannot lie to you all here. If weight loss is your number one goal and exercise is not already a habit for you, just focus on what you're eating instead of trying to ramp up the workouts and ramp up nutrition at the same time, because it's just too much change for your mind and your body. And it actually might be too stressful on your body and you can physically burn out. So if weight loss is your number one goal, spend your time and money and efforts on food and getting your nutrition right. And once that becomes easy and you have the answers of what works for you and there isn't so much effort around it, then we can add in the next layer, which is exercise. And we can shift your goals towards hypertrophy. And, you know, we got to start slow there too, because your body simply doesn't do well when you have to adapt to too many changes at the same time. It may work for a few weeks and then it won't, it'll stop working, right? Because you'll probably give up, you'll burn out, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, how many of you listening to this Um, you start a workout program that has you doing a 180 on how you're eating and a 180 on how you're exercising. And you're all excited for a few weeks and it feels good for the first few days, first few weeks, maybe. And then you give up because you're starving and you're cranky and your body hurts and you just don't want to do it anymore. Right? So it just doesn't work. So another thing that I'll see people do when it comes to fat loss is they'll add too much cardio and instead of focusing more on nutrition And cardio is just not a great fat loss tool. And in fact, doing too much cardio can mess with your hormones and um, decrease your insulin sensitivity and actually backfire and you can hold on to more body fat. So like I talked about earlier, exercise cardio does not increase our deficit as much as we think it does. So I don't recommend just adding a bunch of cardio if your goal is fat loss. I recommend focusing on nutrition. And then once that gets easy, then we can start to layer in some strength training. All right. And then the final mistake is simple, but it's just not having a plan. And I think that this is so common and it's, and I think it's common because people don't really know where to start. 
again, if muscle hypertrophy is a goal, we have to be very intentional with your plan. You want to make sure your muscles are not overtrained because that's how you get injured and that's how you need to stop. And gentle consistency, remember, is so much more effective than intense inconsistency. And injury can sometimes happen, right? I mean, it's exercise after all, so it is always a risk, but we want to avoid it at all costs. And one of the easiest ways to avoid injury besides exercise selection and load selection is to avoid overuse. If you're doing workouts that are working the same muscle groups day after day, or if you're doing similar movements day after day, like a common one is a lot of what's called hip flexion. So moving, um, moving your thigh bone up towards your chest. So lots of, lots of running the elliptical every day, lots of cycling, lots of lunges, lots of squats. Basically you're putting your butt running, you're putting your body into the same motion, hip flexion day after day after day. And what happens is you can start to get overuse in, in the muscles and in the joints themselves. And this can set you back. Um, you're, you don't actually get stronger when you're overusing your muscles. You actually become temporarily weaker because your body doesn't have a chance to actually heal that tissue that you're working. So my recommendation is to split up your muscle groups and really have a plan. So for instance, um, how we do it in Evlo is Monday and and there's different tracks that you can be on. You could do a three day a week track where you're working full body Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you're doing walks on your off days. Or there's um, another, there's, there's several other tracks, but one of the ones that I do is Monday is leg day and we do light, low impact cardio right after that. Tuesday is upper body. And on your upper body day, we're not working legs at all. We're not even in like squats and doing bicep curls. We're not in a lunge at all. Our legs are totally rested and we're only focusing all of our energy on our upper body. And then Tuesday is core trunk. So I'm sorry, Wednesday is trunk. So same thing. We're focusing all of our attention on our core muscles and and so on. And so by Friday, we haven't worked the same muscle group two days in a row. So this is what allows your body to actually go in, recover from the stress of your workouts and build your muscles up stronger. So having a plan, especially if muscle hypertrophy is your goal, which I do recommend for most people is extremely important. Okay, so just to summarize the four mistakes, mistake number one is choosing a plan that's too aggressive and just burning yourself out. Mistake number two is looking for workouts that work hard, that make you work hard, but aren't specifically targeting and loading your muscles. So basically mistake number two is like looking for the wrong things like fatigue, calorie burning, things like that. Mistake number three is wanting your workouts to burn fat. And then mistake number four is not having a plan. So I hope that this gave you all some inspiration, some direction going into the new year. If you'd like to join Evlo, we would love to have you. Um, Our goal is strong bodies, gentle consistency, um, slowly moving the needle month by month, quarter by quarter, so that you know, this time next year, you feel stronger, your joints feel amazing, and you feel like this can be a sustainable part of your life forever. Now, one more thing that I will add is that we are doing a foundations course, which is perfect for beginners or those of you that maybe have fallen off the fitness bandwagon for a little while and want to come back on. This is a four-week program, and each week we progress in our classes. So we have new classes each week, 
Um, the first two weeks are completely open to the public. This will be low impact strength training, um, taught by myself and a few other, uh, Evolo instructors. The first two weeks are completely free for the public. I will put a link in the show notes so you can sign up to take those classes. And that is all. I hope you all have a wonderful day and we will see you all next week. Bye.